I think this is our sixth message, yes, and uh, concerning spiritual gifts. And uh, when we're through with the uh, gifts, we're going to be having a healing service. And um, before we're through with this, we'll be teaching believers, all of us, uh, you can heal the sick. Amen? You can heal the sick. Every one of us can. I just, what I do is I stay with scriptures. I don't know where else to go. I don't like people's opinions. I like the Bible's opinion. Amen? And once I see it in the Bible, your opinion is no good to me anymore. I stay with what I see in the scriptures. That's all I want. Just what God says. And then the next thing I want to do is act on it. Whether I'm criticized or not doesn't matter to me. Uh, Let him judge. Amen? I just want to do what he said. And the Bible says that God watches over his word to perform it. When is he going to perform it? When I'm acting on it, right? If you're not doing anything, don't expect anything. But you step out in faith and God comes through for us. That's what we're doing. The church is about every one of us doing miracles in the name of Jesus. Not just for pastors and evangelists, where we put them up in a different place as if they are not Christians as well. Some special Christians, they're just Christian brothers and sisters just like me. Amen? We're all in this together. They have their place, you have your place. And we're walking together in the kingdom. Amen. Father, we just ask that you give us that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Pour out your spirit upon us and give us understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. The greatest good you can do to yourself is to accept everything that Jesus says about you, no question, and act on it. Everything the Bible says you can do, don't question it. Because it's not by human understanding. You will understand when you begin to act on the word. If you're willing to fully understand, before you act, you'll never see God. Because God walks by faith. Acting plainly on his word alone. And then you see God at work in your life. It's so important. We're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Today I will begin talking about the what we refer to as the power gifts. The power gifts. In other words, powerful things take place when these gifts are in operation. The first power gift is called the gift of faith. The gift of faith. And we'll talk about what's the difference between the Holy Spirit's gift, the gift of faith, and the faith that every Christian has because you're a Christian, you have faith. The faith that comes from the Word of God. There is a difference, and we're going to talk about that. There is faith that we have based on hearing the Word of God, and there is the gift of faith coming from the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit's gift, and is given to everyone so that we can profit. And then we'll talk about about the working of miracles. The working of miracles and the gifts, not gift. The gifts of healings. You can check the scriptures. The gifts of healings. That's plural. So we'll be talking about the power gifts. But before I go into these gifts, because 
of the importance of these gifts in our lives and your ministry, my ministry, is so important that we talk about certain things, two things that you need, without which these gifts will not operate in your life, no matter what, no matter how much you know, no matter how you cry and pray. Uh, these gifts don't operate through praying and crying. They are gifts of the Holy Spirit. You can cry all you want. Without these two important things, you can never operate in any of the gifts. You will not. You will not. You need these two things. A lot of Christians are afraid, or few Christians, I really don't. I use the word a lot, a lot. <laughs> but I really don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> really. <laughs> you forgive me. Because I feel I haven't dealt with few people, I think is a lot. But people are afraid of the gifts of the Spirit. They don't understand it. They don't want to go there. They've seen psychic network individuals. You've seen them by that, you know. And they're afraid. But what if I become psychic, you know, if I start doing it? What if the devil slips one on me? You know, so they're afraid. And if you've played with Ouija board and all of that, you probably, probably don't want to go there. You'll be afraid. If you've played with anything that has to do with your court, you need to be delivered. You will not understand spiritual gifts. Not with God. You need to be free from that. If you've played, played with Ouija board, you've somebody read your palm or something, believe me, at the time you were doing that, a demon came in. You opened the door. You need to speak to me and we'll help you out of it. It could be why you can't understand spiritual things. If you're reading the horoscope and all of that stuff, uh, you got horoscope. Horror stuff in your life, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> you need help to come out of that. Because no matter how much teaching you get from the pulpit, or even studying your Bible, you just cannot understand it. Because there's a blinder there. You need deliverance. And it's easy. It's not like it's difficult. The key thing is if you're willing. If you want to get out, it takes us just a few minutes. Amen? And you'll be free. But if you are, you know, dancing between two opinions, well, it's going to be a long time until you're fully convinced. Then we can get you free. But once that gets out of your life, then you lose the fear because you begin to gain understanding. You see, when you don't have understanding, you're afraid. It's hard if you've never flown before, right? And you don't have an understanding of what it takes for the plane to be in the air. You'll be holding on to your seat when you sit, you know, thinking, is this huge thing going to fly? Am I sure it's coming down? Because you don't have understanding. But if you have understanding with experience, it's no big deal. I've seen, you know, I sat down one time and this guy was flying. That was his first flight. I, 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 I'm sure he thought that when the plane flies, uh, it's smooth up there. You know, no movement, you know, you get near. And he made it clear this was his first flight, but he was really nervous. He had no experience. And when the plane shook a little bit, his, his eyes got really big. He was looking around. Oh, Lord, are we okay? Is the plane going to crash? I said, oh, man. Uh, I, I, I thought I was watching him all along because I knew he was going to be afraid. But everybody was quiet and, you know, nobody 
paid attention. So he finally realized, I guess it's okay. He calmed down, but I was watching him all the time. That's what happens when you don't understand things spiritually or you don't have experience. Every little thing spokes you. And you're afraid you want to get out because you don't know if this is God or not, you know. So we need to understand that. Two things you need to have. First, you have to be bold. You have to be bold. Because you never know what's going to happen. And God's not going to tell you. You just have to be bold. Basically, you have to do it. And let him give the result. You have to be bold. Without boldness, you won't, God cannot use you. You have to be bold. Second thing, you have to be persistent. In other words, you don't give up. Amen? You have to stay persistent because sometimes you don't get everything. Let me show you this from the scriptures. Remember Jesus was praying for a blind man? He laid his hands on the man and he said, now open your eyes and look. See, he was blind. The guy looked and said, I see men as trees walking. Jesus didn't say, now you're healed. You can go. No. He laid his hands on him again. But that's the son of God. Couldn't he have done it the very first time? Think about it. Couldn't he? What would stop him from doing it the very first time? Well, it's a matter of faith. And the faith of the man also. Amen? So he laid his hands on him the second time. He didn't give up. He was persistent. If you are not persistent... You may never see any miracle. You may never, God may never use you. We've been in our church, some of you remember uh, the very beginning when we were at the hotel. One of our members came really hurting. And he couldn't move. He was leaning on his wife. Got to help him in. And uh, we prayed for him the first time. Somebody prayed for him the first time. And he was limping back to his seat. I called him right back. Come back here. We'll pray again. Amen? We're going to pray again. We did pray for him the second time. Guess what happened? He walked out of the hotel healed. If you were there, you remember. I think Ines will remember you saw that. But that's the way God works. You have to say, no, I'm not going to give in. I'm going to do this. Because God said, this is the result. You lay hands on the sick, and the sick recovers. And if you're bold, you do it. If you don't have those two things, you really forget about doing miracles. Because sometimes you have to announce it. And nothing has happened yet. Sometimes everyone is looking at you and you're shaking in your pants. Uh, Joyce Meyer said, you are afraid. But she said, do it afraid. And God will work through it. Even though you are afraid inside, act on, still act on the word of God. And God will work through you. You know, God spoke to Joshua. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night so that you can have good success, so that you can make your way prosperous. And God added, have I not commanded you? Be of a good courage. You need courage if you are going to be successful. Be of good courage. 
He says, have I not commanded you, be strong and of a good courage. In other words, never get discouraged. Don't let discouragement set in. Stay bold. Refuse to let in. Do not be afraid. God says, that's one thing. If you are afraid God can't use you, you have to be bold. You have to be bold. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. In other words, don't allow the situation cause you to be so dismayed. Where is God, you say, and you're complaining where you're so dismayed. God says you don't want to go there. If you want to be successful in the things of the kingdom of God, you first, you can't be afraid. You have to be bold. You can't get discouraged. He says, if you do this, God says, I'm the one that's commanding you. You don't have room because I'm behind you. I'll be with you. So there is no room for discouragement. I'm with you. That's what he's saying. In Acts chapter 4, the disciples were, they had been threatened. This is so important. They had been threatened because they said, we don't want you speaking in this name anymore. You're causing us trouble speaking in the name of Jesus. You got to be quiet. And they were dealing with the government of their day. Meaning you could die if you go on speaking in that name. And so they got back to their company and they started praying. They wanted God to do something for them. Give them a miracle. What were they praying for? What did they need to get the work of God done? To ignore what the people have said to them, their leaders have said to them. What did they really need from God? In Acts 4 verse 29 and 30 it says, They spoke to God, now look on their threats. And grant to your servants that with what? All boldness. They need boldness. With all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hands to heal. What word are they speaking? They are speaking the words of healing, the words of salvation, the words of the words of deliverance. They say, give us the power, the boldness to speak these things. And then we are asking you to do what we say. Amen. Heal them. Heal them. We want to see signs. Heal them. Paul said to Timothy in First Timothy chapter 6 verse 7. He says, therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. If you are a Christian, you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, you have these gifts. Amen. You have these gifts. These signs shall follow them that believe. Are you a believer? Well, these signs follow you. You don't follow the signs, but Jesus said, these signs follow those who believe. If you are a believer, these signs have been following you, you just haven't noticed. They've been following you. And they're wondering, what kind of a guy is this? He's so flaky. Okay, we've been following him all these years. He's been saved. He won't let us out. These signs follow them that believe. In my name, they'll cast out devils. That's you, because you are a believer. He didn't say, these signs follow them that believe and are pastors. And evangelists. An apostle. No. These signs follow them that believe. And that's what Jesus said. He said, teach them everything that I've commanded you. Is that not what Jesus said? 
Go preach the gospel, teaching them everything. Paul said, I have not withheld from you anything that's good, that's profitable for you. And so we can withhold this from you. You can do these miracles. You don't need being in. Yeah, we need that for crusade, for people to come to the Lord. Amen? But you can do the same thing. Maybe not in his scale, his, his scale but God can use you as well. You won't know until you try it. And you won't try it until you get bold. Amen? Until you get bold in Christ. Do it. Try it. And see what God would do. You have a testimony. Paul said to Timothy, you stir up the gift that is in you by the laying on of hands. So they laid hands on him and prayed over him and said, now, Timothy, just because we have prayed over you, you now have this gift and you can do these things. And Timothy is saying, huh? You mean just because he said those words? I have them. But Paul, being the spiritual man, knowing God, he said, you got the gifts inside of you. And I can stir it up. I can stir them up for you. You got to stir them up. How do you stir them up? Do something. That's how you stir them up. You start doing it. Amen? That's how you stir it up. You can't sit down and say, stir up, stir up, stir up. Idiot. <laughs> That's not the way to go. I didn't call your name, so don't feel bad. Okay. You go out and do something. And God will confirm it. And let me tell you this. Once you step out once in faith, okay? And God walks through. That gift stays with you till the day you die. Because the Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Don't say I'm a new Christian. I can't do it. Don't say I haven't read from Genesis to Revelation. I can't do it. That's not a requirement. The requirement is a believer. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yeah. And you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Oh, yeah. Then go out and do these signs. Amen. God wants to use you. And you can do the signs. Amen. So we need those two things. We need boldness, absence of fear, and you need to be persistent. You don't allow discouragement. You don't give in. You don't give up. Sometimes when we get into healings, I'm going to show you that Jesus never healed people in the same way. He did different things. There are many ways to heal the sick. And since I'm not perfect and don't understand all things, when I try one way, it doesn't work, I go to the second way. And if that doesn't work, I go to the next thing. If it doesn't work, I pour oil all over the fellow. And make sure God does it. But if you are persistent, God will come through. Sometimes we are so much in a rush, and we immediately give up because we don't feel something. Well, if you stay and you refuse to let, God sees something in you. And he's going to, just like he saw in Gideon, there was something boiling in Gideon's heart. And God says, that's the kind of guy I want to use. He, he's going to go all the way. But when you are timid, God has not given us that spirit of bondage again to fear. You have the spirit of adoption whereby you can cry, Abba, Father, he's your father. And God wants to do miracles through you. The Bible tells us, I and the children that you have given to me, Jesus speaking in the Old Testament, we are for signs and for wonders to the earth. God wants to do that through you. 
And you have to believe it. I'm teaching these things because I want you to believe it. Young people, I want you to try them out. In school, lay your hands on them. Pray for them. When that headache leaves, and God always, God, God is such a good God. I mean, when you pray with some, pe- some people, and sometimes God heals them, and they forget, and God reminds them. They all of a sudden remember, oh my goodness, the headache is gone. And they walk up to you and say, you know, you prayed for me and the headache left. The headache left. From that day, they see you from a different light. They may not say anything to you, but in their heart, there's something different about this fellow. And that's what Jesus wants us to do. He says, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You give meaning to life. If you allow God to use you. Amen. I'm going to go to the first one this morning and quickly stop. (laughs) Faith. Faith. This faith, the gift of faith, is different from the faith that comes through the hearing of the word of God. It's called the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's the gift of the Spirit. What it does is for a certain purpose... God delivers to your heart that gift of faith that stays with you until that thing is accomplished. It doesn't go. When it's over, you look back and you are amazed. For a moment of time, for a period of time, God uh, transforms you from a natural man to a supernatural person. Because you see it and nothing can move you. You can see it and you can get it done. That's what God does with the gift of faith. I have so many examples I want to show you. I'll give a story of a, a, a guy. Some of you know Reinhard Bunke, the evangelist. He preached with this fellow. And I'm going to close with this. We'll continue with this next week. He preached with this fellow. And uh, they were in a certain country. And there was uh, a funeral home very close by the field where they were preaching a large, last crusade. And there were a lot of skeptics, and they didn't hide their opinions, you know, about what they thought was going on. And, and they came out talking about this, all these people deceiving people and all of that. It was a huge crusade. If you've seen those type of Reinhard Bunke's crusade, where you got a large crowd of people. But behind that uh, crowd was this funeral home, and there was a dead person in that funeral home. And some of the um, relatives of those, the, the dead person came to the crusade just to see what was going on. And they were way back there listening to this preacher preach. And God would do something. Amen? Please, God, inform me first before you do something like that to me. Amen? <laughs> and now this preacher, he's used to praying for deaf ears. So he wanted to show these skeptics that, yes, God does miracles. So he announced to the crowd, he said, do you have anyone that's deaf? Bring them up here. And we're going to pray for the deaf. So to silence the skeptics. And But what they heard was, is there any dead person among you? <laughs> that's what they heard. So somebody, the relative said, hey, bring him. So they went to the morgue and they got this dead man. And they passed him over their heads all the way and brought him and laid him at his feet. And the preacher 
put his head down. He knew the skeptics were going to have a field day with him. So everybody was confused because he wasn't praying. He was in turmoil, wondering. I said, death, not dead. <laughs> now you brought the dead man at the platform before these thousands of people to make me look like a fool. So finally he went back to his seat and sat down. He was really praying in tongues this day. <laughs> God help me. So his wife saw how terrible the situation was. So she wanted to apologize to the crowd and to, just to let them know, my husband said, deaf, not dead. While she was speaking, the gift of faith came into the preacher's heart. And he got up, walked to the dead man, and guess what? Raised him up before everybody. Amen. Did that faith come from him? Absolutely not. He didn't have it. If he had it, he would raise him and he wouldn't be sitting there. That's the gift of faith. Now, you need to know this. He doesn't go with just healing. He can, do, he can deal with your finances. Amen? God just put that gift of faith. And you say that prayer and you never let go. I have other examples that I'm going to show you. But that's the way... God came to help us. You know why God gives the gift of faith? Because without faith, you can't please God. God can't do anything without faith. Some people don't understand the message of faith. They're thinking you're talking too much about faith or all of that kind of stuff. It's because you don't have a lot of understanding. God cannot work without faith. And sometimes we cannot. So he bypasses us and gives us the gift of his spirit which is faith, to accomplish what he wants to do for the glory of his name, as it was in that case. Because if that man was not raised, the whole crowd would not come back the next day. But you know what happened after that, day, that service, right? The next day, you have to be there at 8 in the morning. Otherwise, you won't find a place to, be, to listen to this preacher. God gives the gift of faith. You don't, prayer cannot bring the gift of faith into your heart. But one thing is required. You have to be willing. God has to have found you a willing vessel. And if he dropped that in your heart, just like he did the preacher, you will instantly do something about it. Amen? You need that, you need boldness. Amen? Stand up with me this morning. All heads bowed, please. Many of us, or some of us, don't know Christ as Lord and Savior. <clears throat> or you haven't committed your life totally to Him. For whatever reason, you haven't been able to do that. Let me tell you what's going on with you. The enemies had you. I pray that God will give you more days. But that's not guaranteed. If you don't give your life to the Lord today, know this. Tomorrow is not promised. Anything can happen. 
I would like to see you in heaven. You can start a new walk with God today. So that the message that you're sharing can become meaningful to you. Because God created you with a plan. You just haven't entered the plan if you don't know Christ. God who brought you into this world has a plan for your life. You will not find that plan until you connect with him. And you can do that this morning. I want to pray for you. That you will connect with God. Many times we are so afraid and ashamed of our past. All of us have been there. I had to one day in my life when I heard the message say, Yes, Pastor, I need that Jesus in my life. Yes, I'm filthy. Yes, let everybody see that this is who I am and that I've not been good. But I need, that. I need his goodness. I, I, I put my hands up. I wanted him. And that honored the Lord. That was 1975. He's kept me to today. Another thing you're wondering, if I give my life to Christ, how do I know that I will be able to live for him? Leave that to him. He kept me since 1975 till this day. He can keep you where you hate evil and you love righteousness and you enjoy living for God. He can do that. So don't let the enemy deceive you. All heads bow. All eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I want to give my life over to God completely. I'm holding nothing back. I'm going to give everything to Him. Put your hand up quickly right now and put it right down. Thank you. Thank you. Put your hand up. He sees your heart. He sees your heart. I'm going to give you time. Some of you, God is speaking to you, but there is also another voice that's speaking to you. The enemy's voice telling you you don't want to do that. Everyone is looking at you. Even if they don't know what you look like, God knows who you are. He knows everything about you. Why not be sincere with Him today? I'm going to ask you to do this again. Put your hand up quickly. Say, I need Jesus. I'm giving my life up totally to Him. Thank you. Totally. I'm going to pray with those of you that have lifted your hands up. And please pray with me. And mean it from your heart. The Bible says clearly, if you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and you believe in him with your heart, you will be saved. That means your name will be written in the book of life. And if you die today, you will be in heaven. Whether you raise your hand or not, if you will pray this prayer with me and mean it from your heart, God hears you and your name can be written in the book of life. But you need to tell somebody. And be ready to live the Christian life. Say this prayer with me, everyone. Especially those that are coming to the Lord for the first time. Mean it with all of your heart. And if you do this today and you really mean it, you don't have to do it any other time. God heard you. Your name is written in the book of life. Now live the life of a Christian. Amen. Say with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I confess that I've sinned against God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for forgiveness. Father, cleanse me from all of my sins. Write my name in your book of life. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Savior of my soul. Thank you, Lord, 
Because I know you've heard me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you, if you said that this morning and this is the first time you really mean it, meant it from your heart, I can tell you based on the word of God, I cannot lie. You are now a son or daughter of the living God. And an angel or several angels have been assigned to your life to be with you till you see your father one day in heaven. Amen. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord this morning and thank him. What, when you thank God for his goodness, his goodness comes upon your life. So thank him for his goodness upon your life. Thank him that, that you, are, you know that you are able to walk in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let him know that you are willing. That you are willing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I have one announcement to make, and then we'll close. On Wednesday nights, I encourage every one of you to come to service here. Because we are going to be waiting on the Lord, especially those that haven't been used. God has never used you in the word of knowledge, or prophecy, word of wisdom, whatever it is. You have to create an opportunity for God to walk through you. If you are afraid, you stay away. I encourage you to be here on Wednesday night. God is giving me what to do so that people can express themselves in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. For me as a pastor, uh, I don't hesitate to bring these things out because I want the children of God having the full, the fullness of God as written in the scriptures and holding nothing back. Because we have to do what is written here. So this is the first step, maybe, in your life into the realm of the supernatural. Where God can use you in, the, in supernatural things. And you still be you. But God doing many things through you. So on Wednesday nights, we're going to be doing things here. And praying with individuals. And I know in my life, I did this in Georgia before. And they spoke things into my life. Didn't make a lot of sense. I was in college, University of Georgia. But the things that were spoken over me then, I am living today. I've seen all of them. When they said miracles and all of that, I'm thinking, oh, you guys are just too good to me. I don't think. But God has shown all of that to me. God will do the same for you. Amen? Just avail yourself. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord this morning. And thank him again because he's there with you. And I'm going to bless you in the name of the Lord. God, let your blessings go with your people. Let your blessings come upon them and overtake them. And in every area of life where they struggle, Lord, send a warring angel to bring deliverance to them so that they can be free from all these things and be able to worship you with joy unspeakable full of glory. Thank you, Father, for hearing us. Thank you for your presence here this morning. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you with this meeting.